0: They were defending for their lives. They're putting bodies on the
1: on the line. Welcome to the WSL Takeout. Uh, today's episode is called Blurred Vision, and you'll understand why. On the agenda today is blurred vision. What happens when the ref sees double? Careful now. Uh, we're going to talk about the football results, the winners and losers, a little bit of Conti Cup catch up, and we're going to talk about Project Snake Eyes. I mean, sorry, Project Big Picture. And what does it mean <laughs> to you? <laughs> And also, if we can get it in uh, uh, on the agenda, what about me? And it's not just about Alex Morgan. Joining me in the CAF tonight is Emma from MCW Fancast. How are you, Emma? All
0: right, good, yeah, not bad. How are
1: you? Yeah, not too bad. I'm happy that I can talk about football. Yeah. I can actually talk about it. It's, It's so, so good to actually talk to someone about football and just football but obviously yeah, in between
0: football well <laughs> so there's lots to talk about
1: there's lots to talk about okay so we've, we've had the agenda uh what's on the menu um and we can talk about the results but what I want to talk the first thing on the agenda is blurred vision what happens when the ref sees double or in 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 Manchester City's case what happens when the ref doesn't see what's actually happening um, I, I, we will go over the results but I want to get from you as a Manchester City fan
0: what the what the hell was that your, que- your question is as good as that mine because I'm still trying to figure it out what a shocker uh, that was on Sunday I mean do you know what I can understand that You know, sometimes decisions can go against you and you know given taking it, but it was an absolute shocker. No denying it. It was it was really poor, and I, and I feel as though almost I think the Chelsea players made a difference in that because it was almost initially a bit of time where the referee kind of thought about it, but then I feel was really swayed by the Chelsea players in giving the penalty. Um, she didn't even take time to kind of review it or hit, listen to what the players were saying, or even speak to to the linesman or or anyone else. To be honest, it was it was just it was just awful. It was just not good enough at all. And uh, I think those are the decisions essentially that will make or break the the quality in the league. You know, because refs are just going to be pulled up for the officiating, and it taints the product.
1: Yeah I do you know I wanted to get something from you and I uh, watching it I didn't see it live I was out most of Sunday so I caught up i recorded it and I, I didn't know any of the results you know trying to keep te- keep it precious and watching it I was like thinking what what did I just see
0: yeah what That's what it felt in like in, in in real time as well like it almost just happened and then it was like what like what's going on yeah. and then and then the pen was given and it was like you are, you know, it, 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 it played out as it, you know, as you saw it kind of thing. And it it was just really bad. It was so bad. But I do think the Chelsea players were the difference in the decision.
1: They were, they were. What I will say is at just that moment alone, if this were, you know, the, the, the five days of Christmas, that would be the pantomime moment of the season. <laughs> it really would, because the re- reaction from... Ellen White and Stokes and all. They, it was pantomime. Yeah. I mean, they were larger than life expressions I, that they had I on their face.
0: I've never seen any of the City players react so um, animated to a, a decision in, in any of the games I've seen City play. It was so... I don't know it, it was just disappointing and, and I don't think it would have changed the game in a you know in that respect I think Chelsea would just really good on the day uh, I don't think it would have really had that much of an impact but those are the decisions that can really cost uh, teams essentially you know it, it could have been a final it could you know it could have been a semi-final it doesn't really matter it's just not good enough and you know she's um you know, Rachel's a, a, a well-respected, top-quality referee and supposedly one of the best. You know, she's she's done a lot of high-profile games. Um, she's well-respected, but she had a shocker and it's not good enough.
1: Yeah, it, it's not. I'll tell you what we're going to do. We'll, we'll, we'll go run through the results and then we'll talk about the actual games themselves. So um, in terms of the results, I was happy. Uh, Tottenham 0, Manchester United one. <laughs> then we have Brighton with zero and um, Arsenal five. Reading with zero, Birmingham one. Uh, Everton, obviously, with three goals. I say obviously because it could have gone either way. Uh, West Ham one. And the game that we'll probably talk about very soon, uh, Chelsea three, Manchester City one. So in terms of teams that were playing at home, um, it didn't go so well for Tottenham, Brighton and Reading, but for Everton and Chelsea, it did. Um, you know, because Tottenham and Manchester United played on the Saturday and it was kind of the, the you know, build as the stellar game, we'll start there. Um, did you get a chance to see it? And if you did, what were your thoughts on the game and the actual performance?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I watched I watched the game and... Um... To be fair I think it was a, a relatively I'm going to say standard performance for Tottenham because they seem to do so well up to a point um but I think they gave a, a definitely a better account of themselves this time around and you can sort of see that they really are building and the strength is getting there and they sort of executed it really well to a point and I think uh obviously they they just got caught out really with um it was from a set-piece, wasn't
1: it? Set-piece, yeah, yeah. Corner cross. It was a, a set pick, set
0: piece, it? I mean, good sort of like looping header. Um, it was a good finish and it was a good goal that won them get the game. And I think, you know, I think United were deserved winners in the end.
1: Yeah, I, I, for me, it, it, was a, it was a kind of game, you know, speaking about it in a different way, not just as a fan, but someone who's trying to watch both sides objectively. This was a game that, I would say that Manchester United and probably Manchester United support would have gone into feeling supremely confident on on previous history. Uh, But this is a Tottenham Hotspur team that is, they're no longer part-time. There's a little bit more fight in them. There's a little bit more devil in them. And, you know, you you kind of hit the nail on, you know, they they perform so well to a point and then things break down. Uh, I believe that's just part of the transition that they're going through from where they were two years ago to where they are now and where they'll probably be, um, Manchester United didn't find for me. I don't believe Manchester United thought that was an easy game. Um, even though they had the three points, I would say Spurs were all over the pitch made it very difficult for Manchester United. Didn't give them much time on the ball when they when they did have it. But Manchester United have the quality players, you know, um, Tobin Heath playing, press playing, um, and Ladd Lad doing really well.
0: Um, Golton um... Yeah, was really good uh, to be honest and um, it kind of felt to me as though if anyone was going to get anything out of the game it unfortunately only looked like it was going to be United and I think as sort of time went on um, you know I think they were able to just dig a little deeper just to, to sort of get the get the goal in the end and you know hold on to the end.
1: Yeah, I, 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 to be, out of the two teams and the two managers, you know, even though Manchester United have three points, I will be probably about 70 to 80% sure that Tottenham Hotspur will be happy that they only let one goal in. Yeah,
0: definitely. You know,
1: and I will be probably in, in the same time, to, you know, the measure of percentages that, you know, Casey will probably be 70 to 80% happy. We've, she won't be 100% happy with the, the, the result, but she will in terms of three points, but she would have probably wanted a much better performance, um, more goals from the team because they posed a greater threat, they had more chances. But you know, it, 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 in this league right now, I, I believe any team can turn up on the day. And even though you may on paper look at them and think they're not ready, we will walk this, they will give you a game and you will have to be on your best metal to get three points and um you know spencer from um tottenham in goal. she played really well you know one-on-one chance with uh, tobin heath um uh addison uh, uh, for spurs in the midfield um really you know busy player i liked her um ian up front i was surprised that they played her in the middle um you know as a starting role but she 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 actually had a really good opportunity and I think that's the difference between you know your team that's fifth and sixth to your top four or top three that when you get those months you've got to bury them
0: yeah and I think you made a good point about like Becky Spence because she's been in between teams so much and she's really cemented herself and I think the commentator said it you know cement really cemented herself as a number one within a squad and, I, I, she, you know, she is a good keeper as well. And I think, um, you know, she was really involved in the game and she made some really crucial stops as well. So um, it's good on her. And I think, you know, she potentially she was up there for me as sort of like the, one of the players of the matches for sure because she definitely kept Tottenham in, in it as well.
1: Yeah, she definitely did. And she, you know, as you say, she cemented herself as number one. You know, I look at her and I think to myself, if you've got a keeper that is performing... Like like that, against what you would consider a top four team, mm-hmm. um, you, you know you you know you're doing really really well, and you have someone in your squad that you can rely upon, and 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 the the Spurs back for midfield can look back and think you know we've got Spence in goal. You know it,
0: to me as well. I mean, I, probably United fans will agree with this for how. She did play, but I kind of liked uh, what I saw of Ashley Neville as well, um, just because she was a little bit nippy and she was a bit feisty, and you know she she was able to sort of slow United down a little bit, so they didn't get the rhythm. And uh, yeah. I think um, you know you need a player like that sometimes, and she was she she was all good on the day. She was definitely yeah. doing what she was asked to do anyway.
1: Yeah. Well, she was. I I obviously believe that she was asked to make sure that you say break up the rhythm. Yeah. You break up the rhythm, definitely. And, you know, obviously I'm going to talk about the, the American players. Um, Heath probably had a better game than press. I think press is still coming to terms with the, probably the team, not necessarily football, but the team and and their style and pattern of play. So, you know, I'm sure that she will at some point kind of get, get her shooting boots on. But um, Tobin Heath looks like she'd been in the WSL for quite some time.
0: Yeah. No, I, I, think, I think it's a fair point as well, and it, it's nice to see um them both getting minutes. Unlike, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> the mate,
1: <Alex> <laughs> Listen, that's on the agenda. I told you, yeah, you yeah, know, what about me? It,
0: it? <laughs> I'm in a good
1: place to talk about Alex Morgan right now. Yeah, don't <laughs> worry, We're not, you're not in a good place. <laughs> Oh my days! All right, let's let's jump away from that 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 game and talk about. We're going to stick with the Manchester teams, and let's just get it out of the way: Chelsea versus Manchester City. We've already touched a little bit on on the referee, and I, and I wanted to do that actually, so that we could we could actually look at the game
0: mm. and not
1: just talk about the refs. So the ref, yeah, the referees had their own special That's section.
0: Massive talking point of the game and I think obviously a lot of people took to social media to call out obviously the officiating but at the end of the day Chelsea won. They were the better the team. Uh, we didn't turn up. I don't think we were good enough. We made mistakes and I'm not calling players out but you know um it kind of cost us a little bit you know and I expected a little bit better and I just think it was you know, unfortunate, really. But I think Chelsea would deserve winners and um, they showed their quality, That you know, they did their due diligence or whatever, if you like, and, um, you know, they got it right on the day and it's cost us the points, so...
1: Yeah, I mean, I know you're not going to be one to name names and I'm not necessarily naming them. But I looked at this game as a neutral and it's, it was a big build you know, in terms of the two teams, the clash. And for me, from the very beginning, it looked like Chelsea were, they, they smothered Manchester City in every area. And, you know, I had, you know, the good fortune to, to meet briefly um, Lucy Bronze a year ago and have a picture with her. I don't boast about it, but I was like, kind of, ooh, Lucy Bronze. Um, and I, I would say that that was probably one of the toughest games she's had. Because yeah. I, I felt that, you know, I talk a lot about Erin Cuthbert and say how much I like her. She was a rash on Lucy Bronze. She, she never gave Lucy Bronze. Actually, I, at one point, I thought she actually had Lucy Bronze in her pocket.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, it it was it was just it was just a brilliant performance. I, I'm not I'm not gonna. Um, it's really hard to talk about because there, i really struggled. Um, you know, obviously with the pen, you know, first things first, you know, the pen obviously went against it. So I think that's sort of, because we kind of, it went against those in that respect and it kind of just, it enabled Chelsea to kind of get on the front foot and, you know, we we struggled and I think obviously the pen, the pen, that um, obviously the foul, Uh, which led to the pen for Chloe Kelly, Um, it sort of gave us a way back into the game. But Mm. even with that, it just felt like it was a big ask, you know, because Chelsea were just playing so well. Um, And, you know, I think, you know, Ellie Roebuck, I mean, why is she she coming out for that? Where's the (laughs) communication? It really frustrates me, and nobody's really said anything about it, but she's a young goalkeeper who... Has been really consistent, and I, you know, I can't be too hard on her, but we have to ask, you know, why. Uh, I mean, it's not, it's not, it's not lost as the game. No, but you know, we need to learn from that. Um, yeah,
1: I, 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 would, I would, and and this is where I'm gonna defend Ellie a little bit. You have to kind of go back three or four passes before that 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 goal is scored, um, and there is build up play, and it's and it's and it's deep in in, in uh, Chelsea's area and they get out of the, the press. Mm. They get out of the press and it is the pass from Erin, I believe it's Erin Cuthbert and she plays the ball in between the two centre-backs. Now, we're talking about England captain centre-back. Mm. How Kirby had that much space to make that run, I was just blown away and I was like thinking, one, the pass was superb." Because the pass had to be—it was—if it, the pass was, you know, a foot either side, they would have cut it out. But it was on point. Kirby's now away. Now you've got your two centre backs who look like they were ten part, ten yards even further apart than they should have been, and that ball's played right through the middle. If you were looking at that on the playground, you you would say, "What the hell?" So, it, it, you know, from watching it from as as a neutral, I look at it and I think the keeper's definitely coming out because she's not even in shot, and when yeah. she does come out.
0: With Elliot, I mean, you know, we've seen her do that, but to me, it just it it just lacked the communication. You can see she was almost hesitant in the run; she didn't look as confident as what she would usually. And you know, it's it's just one of them things. But we're outdone by a you know a good ball and a good play from Chelsea, and you know, they're the things that you know we need to to learn from and, and look for in the in the future. You know, if it's just, yeah, yeah, it's it's just really it's just really frustrating. But there was, you know, there were a lot of, you know, poor decisions. There were a few poor decisions that I think, you know, cost us inevitably. And I think it could have been a lot worse. And what we yeah. well,
1: well, what I would say, I know I've kind of bigged up Chelsea because you know I do like Erin Cuthbert I think you know she's Aaron fantastic.
0: Erin Cuthbert, Frank Kirby, yeah, absolutely br- brilliant.
1: Yeah, uh, you know G, who looks like she's got two minutes time on the ball every time she gets like she plays as if she's got so much time it's unreal she
0: loves playing against city
1: does she she must have someone in city must have spited her in some previous (laughs) life um but you know it wasn't just so much them i thought sam kerr played well link up play pernell harder played well there was good link up ericsson at the back for chelsea um, Millie Bright, no nonsense defending when she needed to. It, 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 from Chelsea's point of view, I, I I look at that game, it wasn't so much that they were just better. I believe they treated Manchester City with the utmost respect and knew that they could not be off their game an inch because they know they know that city team will destroy them. So they were up for it. They treated that game like a cup final. So I, from from what was, I saw. It was
0: very professional. Yeah. Um, and it was you know, kind of like what you would expect from, you know, a side like Chelsea because they have to, they, they don't have a point to prove, but it's almost as if they're expected to go out and, and get the result and get the win and and like, not like they have to prove themselves, but because you know, they obviously domestically um, you know, they've won so much in in recent seasons and stuff that it's almost as if where the underdog's
1: going into it, you know? It's strange hearing you say that, you know, considering the, the, the I mean, you look at the team, Ellen White, Lucy Bronze, um, Sam Mewis, who I thought had a really good first 25 minutes, yeah, dipped a little bit towards the, sec- the end of the first half. Then you've got Rosalvelle coming off the bench, Kelly, uh, Chloe Kelly for me, I mean, you know, she's just an amazing young lady footballer, but, you know, to have the confidence to take the penalty in a, in a team with so many confident other players. You know, you've got Lucy Bronze there. I'm thinking, who's going to take this penalty? Lucy Bronze is going to take it. Who? She steps up and she her style was almost like a high jumper style. I haven't seen anyone take a penalty with their, their leg raised above knee height and then do a hop and a skip. So...
0: I think that when I want to close the, the dishwasher door, you know what I mean? <laughs>
1: When your hands are full, yeah, get, yeah. Can you yeah. get that? Can you get that?
0: <laughs> um, but yeah. I, what I will give Gareth credit for is um, trusting in Jess Park. Oh yeah,
1: she was fantastic.
0: Midweek, meat with midweek performance. You know, in, in the county Corp. and. Um, you know, she's such a young player, she's eighteen years old, and, and that's a, a big game and a big ask to ask of her. And you know, she she did she did well. And I think um it was nice to see that. And I think we've had two um potentially big, big games, high high tempo games where you know we've we've used a lot of energy, um, you know, winning trying to win the second ball, and you know, we've we did that successfully against you know, Arsenal, Everton. Um, and I think we just weren't doing that on Sunday at all. It, yeah. It, you know, we weren't, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't that game really for us. Mm.
1: Do you know, I mean, you must be, you must have been happy to see Roosevelt get minutes. You must be happy to have seen Sam Lewis get the game time that she's getting. Yeah. Um, like you've mentioned, Park, who I thought was really good in the first half. Um, not so much towards the second half, I thought that her influence didn't
0: continue. It Um, required the change and, Um, you know, um, I think Gareth made the changes at the right times of the game as well. He didn't leave it too yeah. late in the game. He he brought yeah. on you know fresh legs where we needed it um to inject a bit more tempo in the game but it still wasn't enough.
1: Yeah, yeah. Do you know what before we go on to the, the other teams uh, a question that I, I want to ask you and I thought about it. Ellen White gets substituted. Um are Manchester City liked a striker. Do they need another another striker to to help Ellen White in in that team?
0: I think, I think we need hemp back. I think we miss her a lot uh, because she's so creative. Uh, and I think obviously Stanway is sort of playing yeah. out of out of the sort of position where I feel that she fits best. Yeah. And I and I don't I don't necessarily, necessarily think we we miss a striker. I wouldn't have been um, unhappy, if, you know, if we were able to bring one in because I do think if Ellen White gets injured, we are absolutely whatever.
1: (laughs) Not Um, in a good way.
0: (laughs) Yeah. But, um, you know, we've not seen Ellen really scoring all that many goals this season for us. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, um, it's good to have a good spray of goals. And I think kind of we saw that pre-season as sort of the, the start of the season... You know, we've not seen that as much, but it's great to see like Chloe Kelly contributing like she has. I think she scored like four in the last three, so you know that that's a good return. Um, and hopefully, we'll see more of that, and um, she can stay fit too.
1: Yeah, she she is. I actually, I, I would if, if if there were a, a need for Ellen White to not start as number nine, I, I would I look at uh, Chloe Kelly and think has the pace, has the technique. Yeah. You know, could fill the gap, but I just thought I'd ask the question. Yeah. We will, we will leave your pain now. We will move yeah. away from your it's
0: pain. pain. It's not pain. I'm, I'm kind of over it now. I was a little bit disappointed. Obviously, you know, I really thought that we could go toe to toe. I think, I think we did to a point, but we just wasn't able to find that extra bit that we needed to to see see the game out and try and get something from it. And it was just, we were just beaten by the better side, and that that's it.
1: Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, the Arsenal and Brighton game. Um, Arsenal, you know, look to return to the Arsenal form where they're scoring more than two goals. Mm. Um, Brighton, unfortunately, um, were the team next up after an Arsenal's Con- Conti Cup uh, game of, of of not too long ago. Um, it just looked like business as usual for Arsenal in this game, didn't it? Like five goals to nil.
0: Yeah. It's Arsenal, in it? Standard, standard routine performance, <laughs> aren't they? are oh, knocking them out every single week. Um, it was really good to see Jen Beatty though, get on the score sheet, because obviously she'd been out injured. She'd not really started the season. So, you know, for a centre-back to contribute a goal is always quite good, I think.
1: Yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, the, the, whenever, you um, Vivienne Medama, just get their name right instead of. Oh, like,
0: what, what's that all about? Like with the pronunciation. You hey, me? No, not you. Just come and see <laughs> us. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what was that one? She goes Medama. I was like, who's that?
0: Viviana. Viviana. I've heard Viviana.
1: I've heard, I've heard Viviana I don't know what her real
0: name
1: is anymore. Yeah, <laughs> just call her Dave. Anyway, when the Medama scores. I think obviously she's happy. Arsenal are happy. Um, the manager definitely is happy. You look at this Arsenal team, and the, not to say that uh, Brighton are aren't necessarily decent opposition, but when when they face a team that give them that time on the ball, mm. you know, you know, time to look up and play the pass, time to you know to, to dribble. I mean, their fifth goal. The, the I, I believe it was McCabe. I mean, she did almost like a a, a, a Fred Astaire tip tap toe pirouette, and I was thinking, you're in the penalty box. You should not have that amount of time. But she, she wasn't touched. No one got close enough to her. She has uh, enough about her to kind of look up, chip the goal, the, the ball over the defenders, in, 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 in you know, in, in so that Midemar can can smash it into the back of the net. And I'm thinking, this. Arsenal team flourish when they know that they're playing a team that isn't going to be all over them. Yeah. That's going to that's going to you know that's going to actually turn up in the game and say oh this is Arsenal well, what should we do? And I think that what you find with teams like say Manchester City, um, Chelsea, I'm not sure what Manchester United will be like this season that when they play these teams who are going at them and saying we're not giving you any time we're not giving you any respect that's when you you might see a slightly different Arsenal than we've seen so I, you know, I look at this result and I think, yeah, this this is a Brighton team that probably gave Arsenal too much time on the ball.
0: Yeah, no, I probably agree with that. I mean, I think Brighton obviously had a really good month last month. And, you know, I think they would have been happy with that. But I, I don't, I still don't necessarily think they'll be happy that they conceded five, even against Arsenal, given, you know, how well they performed in recent games as well.
1: Yeah, well, you, you know, you, you you don't want any team to concede too many goals at all because you just think, it. one, it doesn't necessarily, it doesn't look good, but also the morale of the goalkeeper. Because I always feel, everyone talks about the team, but I look at the goalkeeper because it's the goalkeeper that has to really, that sits with them for a very long time. As a goalkeeper, you pride yourself on keeping clean sheets or making saves. To have to continually keep and pick the ball out of the back of the net isn't, very good. So, from from a Brighton point of view, they will probably look at this game and think, "How can they be slightly different?" But that, but in the same breath, I will say that they they didn't sit back. They did try to, you know, score goals. Sullivan uh, uh, for Brighton looked really good. She had a couple of opportunities. But I just felt that, you know, with with Arsenal on the ball, the Brighton players kind of didn't engage in the same way. Uh, but You know, we talk about the Chelsea Manchester City game. No one had time.
0: Yeah, and I think I think it's a it's tough as well because I think they've had some not so great recent results too. So I think heading into that as well, a big opposition potentially. You know, they know Arsenal. They know they've got a goal threat. They put out a, a really strong squad as well. You know, and you know, them like. Again, like we spoke about it before, she's scoring for fun. Like what? She, she's joint like level now with with Nikita, isn't she? On yeah, scored in the WSL. I mean, she's gonna smash that. There's no way that she's not gonna get that. I mean, I, you know, she can probably set a, a really high precedent for that. You know, for that sort of um milestone, if you like. You know, because she she can just contribute massively I, I can see her going on and scoring another 15-20 goals this season it's unbelievable
1: well that that is a scary thought to think about but yes yeah, I mean the two she scored in 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 the game against Brighton and um, the first one was good because she had time to kind of cut back in on side and, and get the shot away um, you know some said well say the commentator said something about the keeper shouldn't be beaten but the ball did swerve away from the keeper which, which does make it more, slightly more difficult. And the, and the fifth goal was kind of like, it was smartly hit into the ground, which means you don't judge the bounce. And with, you know, defenders flying across your path, if the slightest touch of the arm right now, as we know, is a penalty. Uh, so that in itself, it, you know, went in favour for me But but um, she will score plenty of goals going forward. Um, Van der Donk, obviously getting on the sheet as well. Um, yeah, Arsenal happy that she's um, firing on all cylinders. Uh, well, getting close to what she was last year. Last year, so you know, I, I you know, I still look at this Arsenal team and I think you know they're they're at the top. Um, they had a little blip, um, but they still have they still have the firepower to to pose problems to teams. It, it, it just it it will be interesting to see how this league pans out in terms of. The Arsenal's, Manchester City's, Chelsea's, Manchester United, and Everton. Who takes points from who? Yeah. You know. Then,
0: really- then, to be honest, I don't obviously feel that it's um, going to be necessarily easy. And and we've always said, you know, like you said as well, you know, you cannot underestimate any anyone in this league. You know, they've mm. got the potential to take points off anyone, and that's including you know the bigger teams in the league. So, you know, the, the team, teams are improving. You know, they're getting better, they're getting stronger, they're getting fitter. Um, and and this, we're starting to see that on the pitch as well. And it's reflecting in performances of what we've seen so far.
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, uh, l- let's look at the, the next game on my little list. Uh, it's the Reading versus Birmingham. Who would have called this game before, eh?
0: Who? Good on Birmingham. Go on, Birmingham. Go on,
1: go, get in there, Birmingham. Go on. <laughs> you know, uh, Kelly, Kelly Chambers must be scratching her head, even now, at how her team lost that game. She must be baffled. She must be.
0: I just, um, obviously, it's the first points that Birmingham's picked up this season so far. And I think they just deserve points as well. Um, three strong points against a very experienced Red Inside. I mean, how can you not be happy with that?
1: Yeah, you know, they have to be happy. You know, Birmingham definitely will be happy with all three points. The stats, just looking at statistics alone, as well as the game, if you looked at the statistics, 22 shots. But, um, Redding had over 60% possession, over 400 passes. You kind of look at those stats and you just think, Yeah, they must have won. Yeah, but they leave their own ground with nothing. You know, Birmingham, the Birmingham day trippers, um, super happy with Carla Ward at, at, at the helm, at the wheel, um, take all three points, and 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 they have to be. I think Birmingham will definitely be happy. And I, I looked at this victory and I think it's like a stabilising mm-hmm. three points for them because it, it will do their, I suppose their self-belief really, you know, put them in a really good place and it keeps them away from the bottom of the league at the moment and not, that, I, I don't think they'll be anywhere near there but it's it's kind of I, I can see that Carla's trying to build something and it may take the rest of the season or it may take this season and, and next season. But you know, I I see them, you know, doing quite well considering that she she came in almost last minute to kind of pull this team together. But you know, a really good three points for for Birmingham and as you said, well deserved. Yeah.
0: And it's not just it's not just the players, it's not just the club, it's the fans as well. You know they've needed this for a long time because they've yeah. gone through so much crap. Basically, <laughs> you know you
1: could have said it.
0: It can have been nice for him, and you know they've they've stood by their club, and you know they've gone away, and you know they've they've actually made a, a really smart, sensible appointment in Carlawood, and she's seems and hopefully will be sort of the ideal fit to to take this club. Sort of near to where they should be and and definitely competing and, and making a mark in the league.
1: Yeah, and it would be good considering how many players left Birmingham and went to other WSL teams and who, you know, I look at just Haley Ladd, you know, just for one name alone, and I'm like thinking, well, if that was the quality of player at Birmingham, and she's, you know, she's gone to Manchester United and fitted in and is on the team sheet you must probably first name because she sits in that very very important position then I'm sure that Carla will do a kind of a really good job in, in, in getting Birmingham back to where they believe they should be and where they probably need to be. Go on Carla.
0: Yeah I mean and I'd say as well like because they are such a young squad I mean I mean they have like got experienced like players in like uh, Causey and mm. Harriet Scott. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, Molly, Molly
1: Green from Manchester United or former Manchester United now.
0: Yeah, yeah. But I mean, even Molly Green's a bit, you know, quite young, mm. um, you know, and I think because they sort of lack that kind of experience as well within the squad, Carla's obviously just trying to obviously work with these players at the moment and and see what works and see what fits and trying different things. And and I think it is starting to reflect now in obviously the last couple of results and hopefully now that will give them a little bit of momentum because I think they really need it.
1: Yeah, they really do. Uh, You know what, Um, as much as I'm, you know, I was surprised at the result, I'm very happy for Birmingham. Uh, I've spoken to Carla, um on on the um, podcast before and um, she's a really nice person very very funny down to earth and um yeah when you speak to someone and you get to know them you kind of like you, you you have to back them so I could be a secret Birmingham fan I don't know but I'm definitely rooting for Carla to be a success at Birmingham for sure but I, I might have to edit that bit out just in case <laughs> <laughs> um right the other result that we can talk about and um Everton, West Ham. Now, I said when I looked at this game that this game could be anything from 2-0 to 5-0
0: because
1: you just never knew what what kind of game you'd get. Everton are showing everyone that they are here and that they are staying here and that they're they're not even just getting the odd 1-0 win. They're scoring goals. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Yeah. yeah. Um, Really, really good result. I really don't know what's going on at West Ham at the moment. (laughs) Um, It's just a little bit grey. But, yeah, Everton, uh, uh, another great result. Lucy Graham, I think she scored a brace, didn't she? Yeah, she
1: scored
0: two. Really bedding in and doing well at Everton as well. So, yeah, all really good and and positive, really, for Everton. Yeah,
1: it is. And... um... You know, you look at the team and obviously you mentioned Izzy Christensen and Sorensen is there. And um, I mentioned, uh, I, I, I did call her and say, you know, Valerie Govine would be the unknown star of the season. I look at her and I think she's just an out and out number nine, gets the ball, keeps it simple, shifts it wide and then makes her way to the, the, the penalty area, just hoping for the cross. And doesn't want to get too much involved in the build up. And even though she didn't score... You know, you you could see through the clips or the highlights that she is, you know, quite an important person within that team. But everyone knows their role. Everyone is very comfortable with the ball, and they have a plan. They know what they need to do, and you know, they even if they you know concede a goal, they still persist in terms of of, of how they want to to get a result. And you, you cannot dis. You know, you cannot treat treat Everton, treat Everton in a way where you disregard them and say, oh, you know, they might fall. I don't think that they will fall away. I believe that they are going to be the team that's going to cause the established top three a bit of a problem.
0: Yeah, no, and I agree with that completely. I mean, it's been, what, a couple of seasons maybe. Uh, season and a, and a bit for Willie Kurt to come in and and build his squad and that's just what he's done and it's a squad that he can like he said you know call his own now it's his squad and you know it, he's got some real real quality players within it and you know he's he's got options too he's got depth and he, he you know he's not uh, short of you know looking at his bench and, and bringing on someone that can light up the pitch and do great things and and make a difference and I think you know, teams like Everton will be definitely looking to to use that strength and depth to to get results where they need to. And, and they've been showing that they can and and fighting and, and, and doing well and getting those results. And I think I think for them it, it is going to be just a, a a big season and a statement season for them that will make them definitely if this one's not a successful one, it'll certainly Continue to build and, and look on for
1: next season as well. Yeah, uh, I'm, 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 I as a Manchester United fan, I'm worried. I'm going to say that now about Everton, just because I know you know everything that you say and more. I'm very, very worried. I'm looking at the table quickly before we we move on. Uh, Arsenal at top, Everton second, Chelsea third, Manchester United fourth. Don't know how long that's going to be. Um, Manchester City fifth. Um,
0: Happy with that. Happy with that.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs>
0: I'm
1: dwelling. I'm dwelling. Oh, yeah, sorry. I should read on. Um, Reading, six. Uh, Brighton, seventh. Uh, Birmingham, in eighth. Tottenham, ninth. West Ham, 10th. Aston Villa, 11th. And Bristol City, who were unable to play because their game was postponed due to coronavirus, uh, issues within the Aston Villa team, I believe, um, sit at the bottom. Um, so, you know that is that in itself is going to be a very big game when it is played. Um, very important, as we saw last season, how many times teams were, you know, trading places for a better word um, between the, at the bottom of the league. It was one minute it was Liverpool, then it was Bristol, then it was Bristol again, and then it was Liverpool, and then you know Bristol Bristol escaped. So, um,
0: so massively need to utilise this time. Oh
1: yeah,
0: massively need to use oh,
1: yeah.
0: to put um put things right and just get into a, a better yeah. mentality.
1: Yeah, yeah, they do, they really do, and there is a there is a, a, a huge. De- I mean, when you look at teams and you think they've only got one point, like Tottenham, West Ham, um, you're desperate for. For, for the for the you want there to be a bit of equity in the in the football league, and it, you know even though I want my team to do well, I still want to see teams win games and make it a really interesting and competitive league yeah really um we can leave the results now you, you can you won't have to go back and talk about the ref. I want to ask you on our little agenda menu the conti cup we won't have to go into the results. But the question I, 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 I'm to, I want to ask you is about visibility of a competition that we all know about, a competition where our teams who we support are involved in. And at some point in the year, when fans return, possibly, the, the organisers will say, there's a final at Wembley or there's a final at, at Birmingham or, you know, whichever club they choose tickets are on sale how do you go from keeping a competition off the screens denying fans access to then saying that you understand what fans want and need with regards to this competition for me I don't get it but I just wanted to kind of get your take just on that itself
0: okay Um, Cup is a, a difficult one because I think, obviously, it gets a lot of bad bad press, basically, uh, with fans, uh, in essentially, because of the lack of coverage. Um, now, obviously, in the middle of the week, the Arsenal selfie game wasn't uh, available or accessible to fans. Mm. Um, there were lots of different reasons uh, being, obviously, shared on social media, I think... It was an official communication or it came through um, maybe the Chelsea supporters club, I'm not too sure, that it was actually down to the choosing of the broadcasting of the games and not necessarily the sponsorship issues that were first sort of brought to light with um, the Chelsea, is it Yokohama tyres? Yeah,
1: Yokohama tyres,
0: yeah. Uh, and the County Cup. Uh, is a, yeah, so there was a lot of that. Apparently, it's nothing to do with that at all.
1: It's nothing to do, like, which you know, I've got car tyres by Yokohama. No, I've got continental. Oh, not allowed to show. Ooh, good. Uh,
0: yeah, um, so it's like that Harry Hill, isn't it? Which, yeah. one's better, which one's better? Which one's better? So it was nothing to do with that at all. Apparently, the clubs obviously select which games, or they have a certain amount of games, and they Chose not to um, pick the Connie Cup as any of those games that they wish to wear. I don't know, but anyway, um, obviously, I, I don't see, I don't see why that would necessarily reflect on the other clubs and allow them to do it because they, would they not see it the same way that they would not prioritize the Conte Cup, Connie Cup group games to make them broadcastable. So I'm not too sure what's to go on there, but I think it's a competition that needs to, and should be more accessible. And I don't understand the reasons as to why it can't be more accessible because every club essentially has got a platform to obviously air their games anyway, through the FA player. So what essentially makes the difference here—that's what I can't understand. You've got a free, pl- you've got a free platform with the FA player, um, and we've seen clubs like um, Manchester United last season, um, you know, broadcasting their games as well through uh, Man U TV. So there is obviously something that clubs can do. Yep. Um. So why aren't we seeing it um, through uh, other clubs as well? It's really disappointing to so, to me. I like the county cup. I know there are a few people that don't like it. Um, if we if there's a competition for me as a you know as a football fan and it's an opportunity to see my team play, regardless of what it is, I, you know I want to see it. I want to to you know it's an opportunity for my, for my team to play and and I, I, I don't care what it is. I just, it's an opportunity to to know so. For me i feel though um it's not there They need to do better i just feel it needs a complete overhaul new sponsorship bring a new sponsorship on board i think they're
1: <laughs> <hammer>. <laughs> i
0: mean the sponsorship with continental probably runs out next year um and just give it a complete revamp and and let's let's get it up there as a, a as a con you know a can well a new cup Uh, a new league cup there let's call it
1: the cup (laughs)
0: cup that you know people want to engage with and they're interested in you know we've seen average increases for the final um, go up I think it was I can't remember how many it was it was five or six thousand I think it was at the city ground in Nottingham Uh, the year before that it was um, I think Bramall Lane, Sheffield and I think it was only it was so poorly uh, advertised I think there was probably about just under 2,000 there so there is a, there has been an improvement but they could do so much more with it it's got so much more potential but the fact that fans haven't got access, access to it isn't good enough and it needs to improve and it, they need to make it better
1: yeah do you know what, what I'll add to every because you've had more or less said everything that I, I, I wanted to say I was due to go to the um, Tottenham game Um, But I had car trouble, so that, you know, you know, so I was back at home and I was thinking, um, unable to get access to that. So, you know, I've messaged them. I I look on Twitter. Guardian journalist Susie Rack is there. She's kind enough to, you know, send out um, updates. I thank her. Um, She then makes her way after that, too. She goes to the Chelsea game. And what was really interesting is that she posted something, either an image or a short video. I don't know whether it was 30 seconds, really short. I don't know what it was, didn't see it. And she was pulled up about it by saying, don't don't actually share anything on social media. And I thought, she's paid to do that. She's paid to go to games. She's paid to actually pass on the information to fans to keep us engaged, to keep us informed. She's paid. And whoever it is from the FA or the sponsors or the organisers basically have cocked it up by actually asking her not to do that because she wasn't doing, for me, wasn't doing anything that was really bad. The Manchester United game versus Liverpool was on Liverpool's channel. It was on Manchester United's channel, which you have to have a subscription to. But because, I
0: watched that. Yeah, well, but... And it, it, was, <laughs> it was funny because... Um, there was um it was on in, in the middle of the day, wasn't it? It was
1: on, yeah, it was a two o'clock kickoff. Yeah, both of them were two, both of them were two o'clock kickoffs. The the issue for me was it wasn't so much that the Man United because they always put things behind their um, gated community, so you have to pay extra to get to it. Even though Liverpool had it on their channel, Liverpool live streamed it on YouTube, so they had it on their channel and they had it on YouTube. So I went to YouTube, so I watched the game on YouTube. So if Liverpool can do it, Liverpool, you know, for all of the abuse that Liverpool get for not su- supporting their female teams, they had it on their channel but still were able to put it on YouTube so that there were other fans who wanted to watch the football, had access to it, didn't understand why that didn't happen at Tottenham against London City Lionesses, didn't understand why that something like that didn't happen at Chelsea. You know, in, in, in a time where fans are starved of content mm-hmm. and you're trying to get fans to be supportive, to be in conversation with one another about the games that have taken place to keep an interest in the, the very product that you are trying to sell. Exactly. You know, this is only seven days after the supposed, you know, the WSL is going to go to Sky Sports. Oh, aren't we excited? Because it's yeah. the best thing since sliced bread. You then have something within the product that you then shelf and put under the cupboard and cover it up and then say, no, 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 no we don't want you to see it. And the point that you made, Emma, which was really good, why it wasn't live, you have a platform. What did they do the next day? They put all of the games as extended highlights on the player, like the whole game. And I'm like thinking, well, why didn't you do that at the time?
0: I think as well, this would have been the perfect opportunity to promote this cup <laughs> right in a in a time of absolute unprecedented like
1: there's nothing going on. Exactly.
0: <laughs> this would have been the ideal opportunity. Hell I would have done it for free. It wouldn't have needed to chat. Like, <laughs> like give me your platform, let me do it. I was for you for nothing. Um because it, it needs to happen. Yeah. The- so a lot of social media at the moment. Fans need content. Fans are starved of content, like you said. They need engagement. They need that interaction with their club because people are lonely. People, you know, there are people out there that yeah. have that, that you know, live for football. That go to football. Their life is football. They live for the weekend. They live to go to football matches, and and in in, in a time like this you know, we should be doing more, not less, more. And it's just, for me, it's just an uh, an, an absolute clangor because they've missed out on an absolute golden opportunity to really promote it and really drum up some some interest and support.
1: Yeah, you know what, well, I, I, we've said enough. I think we said something on the last season of uh, the Takeout where we talked about the Conti Cup and... We've come round again and we're having the same conversation. We will see. Uh, last up on the agenda, right? This is about the, um, let's get this right. Um, big picture, or as I call it, Project Snake Eyes. Yeah, going to keep you. You don't. <laughs> um, on, on Twitter today, as a retweet, a quoted retweet. Telegraph Women's Sport say women's football should be wary of walking into a setup. It did not ask for, um, in terms of this big picture, the proposal between or a number of clubs headed up by Manchester United and Liverpool, which is funny, and in itself. Uh, uh, Maggie Murphy has quoted her own tweet, in, in a tweet in which she's mentioned. She says, don't get me wrong. We need the money. We crave the money. We could do so much with the money, but that's not a great bargaining position to be in. Um, Let's make sure that the conversation about the future of women's thought are inclusive and transparent. So what I get from from her tweet and from what I have kind of gleaned from the article that I've read is that within the whole project, there is a whole kind of thing about money being invested into the women's game, but under a proviso. You know, that certain things go a particular way or, you know, there might be some underhand, not say underhand, you know, there might be things that may be offered one year but not might not necessarily be offered the follow-up year in terms of funding. Um, you know, I look at this and I think two things. One, it's never good to go into a negotiation on a on a weaker foot because the persons that are offering you something always has something to, to benefit much more than you do just a standard thing and just even in a relationship dynamic you know uh, so with this do, do you see this project big picture projects uh, if, if it does happen and uh, women's football is then included in the overhaul of the football league in terms of finances and funding do you see it as being a good thing i mean this is we're just coming to it now and a lot of us are still getting to understand what's been said so we can revisit this but do you do you think it is a good thing
0: i mean there's a lot of information that's obviously come out from this and it's almost an awful lot to kind of really like try to
1: comprehend yeah yeah yeah
0: <laughs> to be fair, um, but i think it's like a, a vitalisation, isn't it, in in a sort of way to revamp and, and fund some money back into it. I mean, I think it's good that, um, first and foremost, that the women's game essentially has been recognised in all of this in the first place, because I think if it hadn't, I think people would be calling them out on it. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see what further information does come out of it um and how it will be distributed in, in in essence. I mean I don't see I think obviously not many we've not heard that much, particularly at like the women's super league level of obviously clubs saying that, that, that you know they're not going to be financially stable because of COVID.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um so it'd be interesting to see where essentially what areas the money essentially will go to like is it like a, like an emergency fund sort of thing so yeah I, I'm, I'm a little bit confused by the information that has come out today um and they're talking about a football league as well yeah Not information about that either which is a bit random <laughs> to be honest yeah. <laughs> um, well, but uh, I don't you... yeah I don't I don't <laughs> To be honest you um, I'm, we... all for, I'm all for uh, sort of grassroots levels and up getting the support because i feel that they will obviously be hit the most and will need it more than probably others um it's it's good that the grassroots has come into all this essentially um it'll just be interesting now to see what sort of comes from it really i think
1: yeah you know what i'll, I'll be honest with you we will re- we will talk about this again um, because I think this will kind of run and run in, in a sense in terms of the proposals. Yeah. What I do say, and I've called it, you know, um, snake ice, uh, the two clubs at the forefront, Manchester United and Liverpool, everyone knows what has happened in terms of the Liverpool women's team and the lack of support that they've had from their team, their owners, you know, and then Manchester United with the Glazers, who literally closed down the women's team when they arrived because it wasn't part of their business plan now both clubs are owned by American owners Mm. America the place where the women's game is at the forefront they have been the pioneers in terms of success and and professionalism for quite some time so you have owners from America who have done nothing to support their own clubs women's team talking about We're going to reshape the football world to make it a better, listen, my gran, if she was alive, bless her. I know she would have a certain Caribbean saying for people like that. She would be cursing. They come along with fake gifts at a time when you are at your weakest, at your weakest. And you, then you're expected to be, if this proposal had been around a year or two years ago, people would walk to the table and, and and be there from a position of strength and have something to contribute to the conversation. But now when there are no fans, when you've got the Premier League asking the government for money, you've got the Football League asking for money full stop from anyone, let alone the Premier League and the government are saying to the Premier League, you've got to help out the rest of the Football League. And we've seen clubs buy players give out salaries 150 200 300 a grand a week come on yeah you know i love football but i'll be honest with you people shouldn't take the piss and that's i'm not even trying to be gentle just it's just wrong
0: yeah i think um, there's certainly um, a lot that will come from it because you know, we've seen obviously social media and and a a lot of people have obviously got a lot to say and rightly so on this, you know, and I think first of, you know, I think the fans need to come into this too. I mean, on one hand, you know, we're doing, you know, the let fans in petition and trying to get fans back into the ground and hopefully that'll go some ways to helping, you know, those clubs as well. But, I mean, it is, it's, it's um it's a massive for obviously for them to come out today and we're, and we're talking a lot of money that could, could potentially make a, a big difference, especially to the Women's league. But it's, it's, I don't know. It's just, I don't, I, I don't really like the sound of it.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: but then, you know, like it, it'd be interesting to see what, what, it sounds like there's a clause somewhere. We need to find out what the clause is, first. Yeah, look,
1: listen, I said we will talk about this some more, there is more details.
0: More information coming out about it. And, you know, I I think obviously a a lot of like the media outlets now are getting wind of it. And, and you know, over the next few weeks or so, you know, more to come, I think. Yeah,
1: well, you know, with the whole project big picture, I will say this, there was a saying, I don't know where the saying comes from, but they always said if you dine with the devil make sure you have a long spoon because at some point he's going to ask you for a favor
0: mm. <laughs> that is deep
1: <laughs> so you might dine at his table but you want to be at the other end of the table
0: yeah
1: you oh, know? that's the truth
0: yeah i don't know it it just it kind of makes this it just kind of obviously brings it to the forefront again though that you know, in reality, how far off are we really from getting back in the stadium? These are the contingency plans that are, are coming into, into fruition now. And, you know, where where are we going to be in six months' time? It, it's just crazy to think. But if we're talking March, essentially, you know, with that, obviously fans aren't going to be going back into those stadiums either. So it's it's going to be a, a, a long Long season.
1: Long season. Look, we're going to leave it there, right? Because, you know, I could get upset about this whole thing because I just think, you know.
0: I try to be balanced on these things as well. I try and wait until I've got all the information before I really make a proper decision on it. But I, yeah. I, yeah. It, I want to know what the catch is, come on yeah. give it <laughs> us a
1: catch, Give, we'll find out the catch, don't worry about it, we'll find the catch don't worry about it, alright we'll 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 end there, uh, Emma thank you very much for being part of this uh, um, WSL Takeout um, called Blurred Vision <laughs> not just about referees but about proposals put on the table, we want to help you but you're just not sure what kind of help you're going to get um, uh, before we go Emma, why don't you give out your um, Twitter handle please, that would be great
0: um my personal account is at emma underscore shown it's s-h-o-n-e and the uh, account for the podcast is at mcw fancast thank brilliant. you
1: brilliant thanks a lot emma right this was the wsl takeout i'm Rodney cyrus all done under the on and off the pitch umbrella i'm a conglomerate who knew it uh, <laughs> until uh two weeks time we'll be back talking more football stuff and everything else see you later bye They would defend for their lives. they and putting bodies on the on the line.